This is a Virgin Radio Dubai podcast. What up? This is Brett Black. Let me introduce you to Brett Black. Yeah! Brent Black's Not Suitable for Broadcast podcast. That's right. Hey, let me check in here for a second. Oh, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? Okay, can I tell you something that I haven't told anybody other than my girlfriend? I haven't told anybody this. This is a secret. I haven't had caffeine in two days. Two days. I think that deserves an applause. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let me tell a little something about caffeine. Um, let me get the microphone closed. This is going to make noise. Listen to this. That's our microphone. We, we work in radio, and that's our microphone sound. That's what it sounds like when you adjust the microphone. Uh, caffeine has been part of my life since I can remember. I, I drank way, way, way too much caffeine as a child. And it wasn't so much about the caffeine. It was more about the sugar. I've talked about how I was fat, and I was. Someday I really need to post a throwback um, to my fat days. My fattest, I think, and you'll have to do the math because I don't exactly know the kilos, but I was 240 pounds. That's, that's heavy. I was probably 15 years old, I'm guessing. So a big part of that, I would say a large part of that, other than the fact that I didn't get exercise, was that I drank too much Coca-Cola. That was my soft drink choice. It was, it was Coca-Cola. There were some times where I had, you know, I delved into Pepsi once in a while, but usually it was Coke. And uh, yeah, so ever since, I mean, obviously there's caffeine in Coca-Cola as well. Sometime, I want to say in the, (laughs) I want to say in the late 90s, when I was just a kid, I found Red Bull. Now, I don't know, when did Red Bull, let me look up, when did Red Bull go on sale in the United States? Let me just see if I can find that. When did... Red Bull come out. Well, okay, this says 1987. Um, In its current form, okay, in its current form, 1997. Energy drinks came to prominence in the United States in 1997 with Red Bull. Uh, There you go, 97. And that's probably right around the time uh, that I found it. First memory that I still have of Red Bull. And Red Bull, I've worked for Red Bull um, I've worked for Red Bull many times, and I love the people there. They're so cool. I've been to the uh, the headquarters in Austria, uh, and and so I I have some experience with Red Bull. So let me tell you, late '90s, my first ever memory of Red Bull, and I know I'd had it before this, uh, was uh, I drove. It must have been <laughs> 18 hours to perform a wedding. I have on occasion done weddings for people. Even in Dubai, I did a, uh, actually two, Big Rossi, I did a fake wedding on the radio for him. And then I did a very real wedding um, locally for some people who were just, somebody just liked me and said, hey, we really think you'd be great to do our wedding. So I'm like, all right, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. And I did. Anyway, I did a wedding for some friends and this was my first one ever. and and if you don't know the geography of the United States, really doesn't matter, but it was in Florida, on the east coast of Florida. I lived, I was still in my university town of Indiana, uh, at Bloomington, Indiana is what, what it's called. So to drive, I mean, nobody around here in the UAE appreciates driving distances, um, but to drive from my place um, to this wedding, this venue where they're having the wedding, it's beautiful. 
uh, was 18 hours. Pretty much 18 hours on the dot. Um, got in the car, did it. Um, I was amazed that I did it. I mean, I did this in just, this was a weekend and I was working in radio. Wait, wait, this must, this, no, this was, uh, this was 2000 because I was already on the radio. So this would have been the year 2000. Look at me trying to remember stuff. And I'll tell you why. Funny story about radio coming up. Um, but I drove the 18 hours fine or whatever, you know, did the thing, had the wedding, um, but the next morning, directly after the wedding, the next morning, I had to be in the car at 6 a.m. Because I knew I had to be, and it was my first days of radio when I started at midnight. My shift started from midnight to 6 a.m. I did the overnight shift, right? So I knew if it's an 18-hour drive, I need to leave no later than 6 a.m. to go all the way around the clock to get to the station at midnight to work. What an idiot I was. What a complete idiot thinking, oh, drive straight there for 18 hours, knowing that I'll have to stop for gas or snacks, things like that, um, to get to my radio job and then work six hours overnight. I mean, obviously, I was planning on being up over 24 hours, and that's what you do when you're young and dumb. And now I'm just young. I'm not dumb anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so I get up at 6 a.m., I do it right, which good thing I didn't sleep in. I mean, how funny would it be to be 18 hours away from work and know that you're going to be late? Um, I didn't sleep in, I got in the car, I took off, made fantastic time. I had to buy one Red Bull. I remember thinking, oh man, I need to get a Red Bull. It was uh, an hour away from my radio station. I thought, oh, I better get a Red Bull. I had gone through the whole day without any caffeine. And I needed it in the last home stretch of one hour. I made it with, I think, like 15 minutes to go in my it, before my show. Um, so I really timed it very, very well. And the whole time while I'm, I'm driving, uh, I'm just looking at the watch. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I knew that I needed to make good time. I made good time. I made it. And so Red Bull got me through my shift. I did my whole shift. And then I absolutely collapsed after I got off. Side note, overnights in radio are really hard to get through. Typically, if you do, and I'm sad that they don't exist here. I really wish we had overnights here because it's a great place to learn. That's where I learned um, how to be on the radio. I was horrible, but that's the time that you can be horrible. It's okay to be horrible at 12, at 3, at 5, because the only people listening to you are the newspaper carriers, if they exist anymore, I don't know, the trash men, and people coming home from the clubs, they don't care what you sound like anyway. They're your best callers. Because like, oh, play me some, and they'll ask you to play a song that you in no way can play uh, because they're out of their minds. Anyway, so why am I telling you that story? It's because today I have had no caffeine, and I didn't have any caffeine yesterday. And I really wasn't trying. It just kind of happened. Um, so I was just trying to, you know, give it a rest a little bit. So I'm giving it a rest. And I, I, you know what? I sound... I have to say, I'm sorry that I'm complimenting myself. I sound good. I sound pretty good for not having any caffeine. Couple of uh, phone calls I want you to hear. This is important, especially if you're looking for a job. Yesterday, three different people told me they found work. Three separate people told me they found work, and they all had one common theme. Let me play a couple of these. Here's one. Um, the thing is, I've not been working for almost uh, six months now. Finally, I got a job. It's hey, a good job. Hey, 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 yeah, congratulations. Real quick, what was your secret to getting a job? 
will almost every day I'll been putting around 80 to 90 you know applications almost Ooh, every day that wow. was my target there you go Yeah. You go. Know, eventually yeah, so like, eventually they say as I think it was my grandmother used to say if you throw enough mashed potatoes at the wall some of them going to stick. <laughs> some of them going to stick, yeah. And it stick good actually. The the place where I got it's actually really I good. It. I love it. Hey, But, hey. Hey, congratulations. That's the best news of the day, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. I thought at the time that was the best news of the day. Um it was, but also got this news. My good news was that I got a new job. Yay! I was about to leave UAE. It was like I was about to buy my ticket way back home. You were going home. You were giving up. Yeah. I was actually looking at the tickets. I was looking at the prices when they called me that I got a job and it was like wow. I couldn't believe myself. Did you get lucky? What and what happened? Um I won't say that I got lucky, but in a way I did, but I was trying really hard. I was applying for each and every job whether it was in the field I was working in or not. I was just applying like crazy. That's what people have been telling me. People have been finding jobs say they've just been nonstop sending out CVs. They're making it rain yes. with CVs and then you finally exactly. you finally hit on something. Are you happy with the new gig? I'm I'm really really happy with all this and uh, I also wanted to thank you because I even messaged you and you connected me with so many people and I got connected with other people from those people and it was amazing. Oh wow, you're saying that I had something to do with this? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh Zara and I'm sorry I don't remember the gentleman, the first man that I talked to there. Um but they both found jobs and then when I went home last night, I went home and I ran into somebody who I know who they she's been looking for work and I won't say her name because she wasn't on the radio, but um she found a job. And she found a job that pays really well. She said she had a a good paying job before. This one pays about the same. She said it, it's just a really good paying job. And all of these people told me and you heard a couple of them there is that they just kept going. They kept trying. They kept sending out applications, sending out CVs every single day. And if that is a a lesson if you're looking for work right now and you're getting frustrated, please don't get frustrated. Just keep going. Good news is on the way for you. I promise. Brent Black. Yeah. Brent Black's not suitable for